0: Welcome to the Breadcom Kazan City Podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be taking a look at the Lord's Prayer on why we should pray and how we should pray.
1: Today, our topic while well, it is also about prayer. The question is what should be the content of our prayers? Ano ba talaga yung dapat natin pinapanalangin? For example, pwede bang bago ako pumunta rito sa church kayo, pinapanalangin ko yung anong kulay kaya ng damit na isusuot ko? O yung magsasapatos ba ako o magsasandals ako? Are those the kind of contention prayer that we should uh, be jostling about in terms of prayer? So today, our topic assigned to me is uh, found in Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 4. But I decided to Merong version kasi, which can also be found in Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. So for today, we will uh, be using Matthew 69 to 13. And the title is, The Agenda of Prayer is Actually Bringing Heaven Down. It is but fitting, the pag January, we have our NYR. Ano yung NYR? New Year's Resolution. And uh, almost all, all of us, uh, we have our own set of NYRs. And based on my informal survey, some of the most common and most popular NYRs are listed up there. Number one, diet or body sculpture. Pinaganda na lang natin na body sculpture. No. Number two is uh, forgiveness. It talks about broken relationships with family, with friends, with former friends, with workmates meron tayong mga issues that we need to settle in terms of forgiveness with these people. And going back to diet, in the recent years, Filipinos are becoming more and more conscious of their weight and the shape of their bodies. Noong 1970s, parang bihira yung malaki yung, yung tiyan. Talaga medyo slim pa, no? But nowadays, excessive weight seems to be a big concern, not only among women, but also among men. And that is why it's uh, the number one in the list. And number three, another uh, NYR is for January 2020, I'll start the year with excellence in many areas of my life or all areas of my life. Any excellence in terms of work ethics, in terms of business deals? Gusto natin maganda yung ating mga business deals. In terms of personal discipline, pag alas 4, 3.55, mas maaga ka ng 5 minutes, no? We would like to be also excellent in relating with other people, with our uh, subordinates, or even among our colleagues, or even among our superiors. And number four, savings. Itong savings, uh, about 30, 40 years ago, yung savings kasi, we save so that we can buy what? Gadgets. Yung iba, so that we can travel. Or uh, a new car. For the very rich, they can buy car every other month o tuwing uh, papalitan mo yung coding mo. But uh, about 30-40 years ago, to travel abroad seems to be a very impossible dream to many Filipinos. In fact, kung mag apply ka naman ng PLDT landline during the time, and yung ibang kasing edad ko can attest to this, when you apply for a PLDT landline many years ago, you need to wait in line kasi minsan, there are streets na wala pang coverage ang PLDT. So it could take you as long as one year, two years, three years, sometimes five years. At kung available ng line, ang payment, anywhere between 25000 to 30000 per line. At meron ka pang party line. And in fact, when you call abroad, long distance, tatawag doon, no? meron pang operator, you need to place a call and uh, the operator would ask you, is it collect or charge? Because you know what? Uh, during the time, the cost of uh, making a call, long distance, anywhere between 100 pesos or more per minute. Pagka US, I think it's even more. Pero ngayon, only call. Only rice. Lastly, at the top of the list also included, is yung bad habits. Mawala. Bad habits. Bad habits would include cheating, lying, or doing things in the dark. Marami yan, doing things in the dark. No? For example, you yung attitude of being king of the road. Gusto mo walang mag-overtake sa'yo. Pag may nag-overtake, patay kang bata ka. Or yung social media addiction. Or yung uh, social media warrior. Lahat na lang kaaway. So these are just some of the New Year's resolutions that we have each time na mayroong panimbagung year. And in, somehow... Yung New Year's Resolution is reflective of the kind of prayer or wishes that we have. Tama? In a way, ito yung parang prayer natin eh. Uh, our lesson now is going to tackle that. Ano ba ang content dapat pag tayo So, let's read Matthew 6:9 to 13. And it says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father, can you join me please? Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We are all very familiar with this. I chose Matthew's version because it is more complete. It has six petitions, whereas in Luke it has only five. In Matthew, the original Greek text has 57 words. In Luke, it has only 38 Greek words. But for the background, I'll use the first verse in Luke. The lesson one, ten, Jesus likes to know what matters to him. He likes us to know what matters to him. So in verse, uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, Jesus can teach us how to pray. And may I read that one day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When He finished, one of His disciples asked Him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught His disciples. Sometimes when uh, we are in a situation when we do not know where to start, how to pray, there are so many complexities that we are facing. Para bang hindi mo na alam kung ano bang unahin ko ipanalangin? And in this verse, we are being encouraged to just lay down the fact that you do not know where to start. Ask him, just like what the disciple did. Jesus teaches us how to pray. And it is in his nature to tell us what is the priority or what is the agenda or what really matters in the heart of God nasa nature niya yung ikukwento sa atin kung ano yung importante sa kanya. Sometimes kasi, our priority is not the priority of God. And that is why when we pray, medyo mayroong disalignment in the things that we pray for. Number two, Jesus unveils the heart of the Father. This is not a mantra or a formula which we recite mindlessly, but we should see this as an unveiling of the concerns of the Father's heart. So Lord, teaches to pray. The Lord's Prayer is not just some new spiritual techniques that will help us stay awake. Di ba tayo sa gabi? And it's on and on and on. all of a sudden, it's, it's no longer words but zzzz. And then when we wake up in the morning, I Lord, nakalimutan ko yata mag amen kagabi. So I'm saying amen now this morning. So it is not a technique that we should employ so that we will feel as if our prayers really mattered. No? When we do not know how to start our prayer, we can come to Him and say, Jesus, will you show us how to relate to the Father, to the one whom you call Father, the way you do? Am I getting it right, Jesus? Is what I am praying acceptable to the Holy Father? So teach me, please. Yun po yung attitude dapat natin when we pray to the Lord. This is the perfect time for us to be open to Him and, Lord. Teach me to organize my thoughts and teach me what is in your heart. And open up and let me know what I should pray for. This is the reply of Jesus to the disciple. In verse 9, Jesus is not implying that these are the only words to say, nor is the only order in which to say them, but rather offering us a model to communicate genuinely to the Father. Hindi to yung parang again formula that we need to follow each day, each time we pray. No, it is a, a relationship, a way of communicating to the Father genuinely. Jesus, the Son of God, who has from all eternity lived in the heart of God, the Father, tells us the kind of praying that pleases the Father. The kind of praying the Father loves to hear and loves to answer. Sometimes, Yung kasi natin are not the things that the love would like to hear. Ang, gusto, ang natin yung gusto lang natin. And that is why, again, merong disconnect in our communication with God the Father. But Jesus, whose Father is the King of kings, and He knows the King very well, uh, He is telling us, ito yung paraan, ito yung content that you should pray for. So pray for the concerns of the Father's heart. Ano-ano ba yung mga concern o yung agenda ng, ng Father's Heart? At ito yung nasa sa Lord's Prayer. Hallowing of His name. The coming of His kingdom. The fulfilling of His good pleasures. Providing for us so we can live a kingdom life. Cancelling our debts and reconciling us. Protecting us from the attacks of the evil one. At the center of the heart of our Father these are his concerns anything that has to do with this sapul na sapul natin yung gusto ng panginoon when we pray the concerns of the father god is in effect granting us the speakable privilege of partnering with him in fulfilling his purposes for the world we are joining the living god in bringing about the realization of his heart's desire for the world and when we pray the lord's prayer we participate in the transformation of the world. So let us see the structure of the prayer. Ano ba yung structure niya? So again, most often when we pray kasi, we start with, Lord, kailangan ko kasi ganito eh. O yung ating personal things that we need. So doon ka tayo sa give me. Pero no, tinuturi ni Lord, mauna muna doon sa your name, what? Your kingdom and your will. So let us focus on your name, your kingdom, and your will. Merong structure po yung uh, yung Lord's Prayer and yung first half nito is composed of three petitions. The first petition is hallow your name. We first learn God's name, God's character, who is God, and what is God like. Yung name is very important in the Bible. In the Bible, names of God, He has many names by the way and so many nicknames. And uh, sometimes we are not familiar with His nicknames. We are only familiar with a few like Jehovah Jireh, God provides. And if you are in need of healing, ading ginagamit natin? Jehovah what? Rafa. Eh, Doon lang tayo ano. But God has so many names, so what He actually wants us to experience is for us to experience the many different characteristics of God as reflected in the different names He uses. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, El Gibor, and so on and so forth. And your kingdom come, we begin to learn that his, what his kingdom is all about, how he reigns without rival, and how to live in it while we live in this world. Again, he is trying to emphasize that when we pray, we need to pray according to our citizenship as member of his kingdom. It has nothing to do about ito yung Pinoy na way, or this is the Ilonggo culture, or the Ilokano culture, or the American culture. No, it's about the Christian culture. It's the kingdom culture that we need to pray for. So, in a way, when we are situated in a workplace, your culture negates your own Christian culture. We need to pray to the Lord. Lord, medyo iba yung kultura dito sa workplace namin in our business dealings or in our campus, and we need you. We need you to intervene and allow us to live in a way that is reflective of a true Christian citizen in this kingdom. And your will be done, we also begin to learn His will, His pleasures, His great purpose for His people and for the world. Okay. Yung second half naman ng, ng Lord's Prayer, ito yung favorite natin. Doon tayo sa give us. So ito yung second set. Uh, again, it's, it's composed of three petitions. The first petition is give us. Give us this day our daily bread. Yung second is forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are also indebted for us. So in other words, you cancel our debts. And then finally, yung last petition, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Many of us begin our prayer with our needs. Thus we say, Father, give me. There is nothing inherently wrong with that. But Jesus teaches us to begin, Father, hallow your name. Bring your kingdom, do your will. Alumni you right now, in heaven, his name is being honored every single moment. But when we leave this place, just outside of this building, his name is seldom talked about. When you go to your campus, when you go to your uh, workplace, his name is almost not heard of. But his name in heaven, every single moment, the whole angelic host is uttering his name with beauty, with majesty, and splendor. Every single moment. In His heart, He wants us to utter His name in every situation that we are in. May it be in your workplace, in business dealings, or even in your uh, family. So the more we pray the first half of the prayer, the more we discover that what we really needed is the first half, not the second half. If we begin with the Father's concerns, our concerns are put into perspective. We discover that our real need is to see the Father's agenda fulfilled. No? Oftentimes, we do not really read this part. Parang we just skim. And then, uh, anyway, it's just a very short clause. It's a prepositional phrase. On earth as it is in heaven. This is small prepositional Phrase captures the passion of the living God to bring reality of heaven on earth. In heaven right now, the Father's name is being hallowed, His kingdom is being actualized, and His will is being done. O Father, make it so on earth. So, in effect, what Jesus is teaching us is, O Father, bring heaven down on earth, right here, right now. To pray the Lord's Prayer is to participate. In heaven's invasion of the earth. Oftentimes, many of us, we believe that the only valid reality is the reality that we see. And uh, kala natin eh, yun lang yung valid, but uh, the reality of God uh, being in control, God able to provide us, parang we only call onto that when we need Him. But on a day to day, moment by moment uh, basis, He is not part of our. Reality. So, O Father, your name is hallowed in heaven. This could be a sample of how we should pray. Hallow it on earth and hallow it in me, in my family, in my workplace, or in the city. Father, your kingdom has come in heaven. Cause it to come on earth, in my house, in my neighborhood, in this country. And O Father, your will is done in heaven. Make it be done on earth in all government contracts, in all the areas affected by the Taal volcano eruption, especially now. The Lord needs them, and uh, these are the things that we should pray for. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Oftentimes, when we say heaven on earth, earth is here, heaven is there, and God is there. Tas ito parang tayo tayo lang. And also, uh, in, in the Bible, there are two concepts ng time. The first concept is chronos. Doon po nang galing word na chronological. O yung timepiece, chronos. Or tic-tac. So let's call it tic-tac, tic-tac time. In the tic-tac time, uh, we accumulate relationships, we accumulate uh, knowledge, because it is uh, the movement of from one point to another point. Para bang naglalakad ka, una pinanganak ka, you were born, that day, and then you started to grow. You started to accumulate knowledge. Na grade one ka, grade two, na first year high school. In first year high school, you begin to feel this papilab ka. So accumulation of feelings, accumulation of relationships. Then you have friends. Then meron ka naging girlfriend or boyfriend. Then Nagasawa, nagkaroon durungan nak Kronos. That is Kronos. And in the Kronos, who is king? In our personal or even collective chronos, in our collective or individual tic-tac time, who is king? Oftentimes, the king is you. In the decisions that we make, in the people that we choose to work with to become our friends, the king is you, us. But let me share with you another concept ng time. Kairos in, in the Bible Yung una, yung Google, Google says, it is a propitious moment for decision or action. But a biblical definition says, it is the appointed time in the purpose of God, the time when God acts. Example nito yung sa Mark 1.15, the kairos is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Merong isang uh, pastor who told me, in effect, it is like God has set an appointment time with you. All of a sudden, this is your tic-tac time. You are the one who is king. You are the one whose will is being followed. You act like a king. In your tic-tac time, God in his Kairos moment entered into your Kronos. So when I started to realize what this concept is, I began praying now, Lord, tomorrow in my meeting, allow us and allow my the person that, uh, that I'm going to meet, to experience your Kairos. Allow us to experience you in that meeting, not just about our business or about our training program or about our expansion program, but allow us to experience your time, your Kairos with us. More and more, I encourage you, my dear brethren, to not just focus on give me, but more often, he would give you Kairos moments to Time together with Him so that our personal history will become His story, not just our history. Noong 1986, when the people power started praying, and alam niyo ang, uh, ang aking konting disgusto lang doon sa word the people power, as if what really happened was because of the people power. Ang sabi ng ibang theologians, yung pagkakawala ng isang tyrant at saka ng dictator in the Philippines was not caused by the people power but was caused by the praying people of EDSA. It was a time when when almost all Filipinos of all walks of life in different places started praying individually and sometimes collectively and simply seeking the Lord, Lord Hindi na namin kaya, ikaw na talagang gumawa ng paraan. And uh, alam mo, yun gustong gusto niya. Eh, pag yung hindi na natin kaya, at siya lang ang gumawa ng paraan. And that is the time when he answers prayers like that. So I would really prefer to have it called uh, that phenomenon as the praying people of EDSA. And another history in Kairos, which I personally experienced when I was in another nonprofit organization just about seven years ago, it's uh, called Habitat for Humanity. In the Philippines, uh, during the time it was about to celebrate its 25th anniversary, I was invited to uh, co-facilitate the SRAT planning. And for the first time, they allowed me to use the scripture. And our CEO was so captivated by the concept of Kairos moment then he said, in all plants of habitat from that time on, we will put a God room in our targets. So historically, habitat for the past 25 years would only build anywhere between 4,000 to 5,000 houses each year in the Philippines. Yun na Hindi na lumalagpas anywhere between 4,000 to 5,000. But all of a sudden, our CEO, after learning this concept of putting god room in the plans he said no 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 we're going to target 70 not just 5 not just 4 70 you know what the people from from uh, other countries uh, really laughed at the philippine uh, execom at the time and they said what is that uh, we have not learned that from harvard walang <laughs> there is no such thing as god room in a strategic plan for a big international ngo like habitat But our CEO stood firm. He said, no, no. Uh, Historically, the Philippine office has been able to meet only four to five. That's based on what we can raise funds, based on our network, based on our skills. But we would like to invite God to be a part of this target. And you know what? In 2012, for the first time, we hit 67,000 houses in just one year. It's almost double of the output of the entire Asia Pacific office of Habitat. On the second year we reached 90,000 houses. It's trusting the Lord that he can enter into your chronos. That is kairos. That is the prepositional phrase on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, right now hindi namin kaya. And we uh, would like to declare as part of our trust in you as part of our trust in your power, we would like to raise our targets and you work in the target. Allow us to be used by you, but you alone can do that because if you're going to uh, depend on our skills, based on our, based our plans on our historical data, we cannot hit that. But you alone can make it happen. Raise funds for us, give us a network, and indeed he answered the prayer. Again, uh, forgive me if I'm going to use again uh, my personal experience. I had a very small heart attack just August, last August. The doctor said, you need to do some body sculpture. Uh, But since you have a damaged uh, left knee and uh, multiple uh, slip discs, I cannot do body sculpture through uh, exercise. So it has to be with diet. So Lord, this is a big problem. You know how, how much love I have for food. Oh, how I love to eat, especially if we have a consistory meeting. <laughs> I love to eat, Lord. It's going to be a big problem. So I come to you. You do it for me. Take away some of the taste buds. Not all, just some. <laughs> when I started praying that, I was, uh, my weight was, I think, 98 pounds. For a very small guy like me, I was 98. And then I think after a couple of months, I was 12, uh, 12 kilos uh, no, uh, eight, 98 kilos. I was 85 kilos, or about 12, pounds, uh, 12 kilos uh, lighter. But, it, uh, but December intervened. You know, you know December in the Philippines by now, right? December intervened, I gained another five kilos. But I trust the Lord that He will continue to work in my taste buds again. Ask Him, and He will teach you how, how to access that, that power that is only, uh, only He can give. So, on earth as it is in heaven, chronos kairos, let God enter into your Kronos time. Let us look at the verbs of the prayer. Hallow, come, be done, give, forgive, live not, and deliver. Lahat po ito ay uh, these are all powerful verbs uh, except for one, lahat sa ay are in the imperative. Ano yung imperative? Imperative is uh, it is the tone or mood of command or entreaty. So hindi ito yung parang uh, feeble request. So when you pray this, you pray this in such a way that yung tone o yung mood is is like that of a command or entreaty. Medyo may counting force. Normally, the imperative carried with it a very forcible tone or command. They are commands, not requests. But don't get me wrong, Jesus is not teaching us to boss God around. Hindi po ganon. Remember that it is Jesus Himself who teaches us to do this. He is the one who put the verbs in the prayer. The imperatives in the command tone. It is Jesus, the Son of God, who teaches us to speak to God so boldly so forcibly. But the verbs are also in the passive voice. Yun ang medyo kabig ng konte. While it is a command, pero merong passive voice. Ano ibig sabihin nun? So the tone of the imperative is tempered by the tone of reverence. While we can come to him boldly, even forcibly, but it is tempered ng reverence. So the prayer is not what many believers have over the years thought it to be. The prayer is not, let us hallow your name. It is not, let us bring your kingdom. It is like this. Father, you do it. You hallow your name on earth as it is in heaven. Bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Fulfill your good pleasures on earth as it is in heaven. Madalas po, ang akala natin, tayo yung ng name niya. But let me pose this question to you. How can an unholy person like us hallow or holify a holy person? Diba? It doesn't make sense. Kaya nga ang itong, itong verbs na only suggest that only God can do the hallowing of His name. So when we are in a situation that is parang uh, na-abusado ang pangalan ng Panginoon, we in, where, when we are in a culture where God's name is no longer talked about, when he is not popular, when the most popular thing to do is use expletives uh, publicly, even by government officials, or ganon, when yung moral compass is no longer observed. When the basic Christian values are no longer popular, his name is not talked about. And yet, his name every single moment is being raised up in heaven, but on earth, that's not happening this is the time to pray this. Father, do it. Ikaw na po ang maghalo ng name mo sa Quezon City. Lord, in Congress, ang lalaki ng ego, hallow your name in their midst. We do not know how, but hallow your name. Because your name is beautiful. In fact, one day, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One day. That is going to happen, I tell you. But right now, that is not happening in the entertainment world, in politics, in business, in the campus. They do not even you know your name. They think they do, but they do not really value your name. So do it, because we cannot do it on your behalf. All we can do is participate in praying to you that you do it. Only you can hallow your name Only you can bring heaven down. Only you can fulfill your good pleasures in me, in my family, in my business, in the hall of Congress, in the Justice Hall of this country. Only you can do that. The world is changed by the preaching of the gospel. That is true. But I think it is mainly transformed by getting down on our knees and praying the imperatives with reverence. Do it, do it, do it. Or more reverently, praying passive imperatives, be done, be done, be done. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 34 to 35, it says, But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it is His footstool. In heaven... It means on the throne. This prayer works not because of the people who are praying. It works because of the person we are praying to. That is the Father who is where? In heaven. And the word in heaven, in so many passages uh, in in the Bible, it signifies somebody who is on the throne. The king. The person in control. And it works because the person we are praying to is somebody who is in control. He can do something about it. So when you are ranting, do not rant in Facebook. Do not shout out to the world the things that you would like to see happen. Or yung transformation gusto is mangyari sa government, sa family, etc., etc. Share your rants to the Lord because He's the only one who can make things happen. He is the kind of Father who knows what you need before you ask Him. Matthew 6, verse 8. On the throne is the father of our Lord Jesus. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, so meron tayong access. Jesus says he is the kind of a father who knows what you need before you ask him. This is good news because we do not know what we need. Sometimes we do not know what we need. We think we know. We think we see the whole picture. We think we recognize all the factors involved in our circumstances. We think we understand ourselves, our desires, our longings, and our fears. But we do not. But the Father does. So we come to Him. Lord, you know what's really happening. I know. Sometimes I, really, I thought I know. Pero no, we do not know. Only you know the whole picture. So we come to you. Because you are our Father in heaven, the one who sits on the throne. Wag mo na ikwento sa iba iyong need lang. Kasi wala na magagawa yon. Dumeretso ka na sa Panginoon. Pero, elder doves, hindi ba ako pwedeng mag-pray ng parat sa akin lang naman? Parang lahat na lang, eh, puro siyong cosmic something, ang al- lalaking mga prayer items. Ano? Pwede ba yung ganon? O pwede bang, uh, kasi nagkaroon ako ng problema sa isang kaibigan ko and I think I need to really work in our relationship. Pwede ba yun? Well, uh, alam niyo po ang scope ng, ng Lord's Prayer, when we talk about the past, most of the time, it's about our failures and our the need for forgiveness. When we talk about our presence, present time, we talk about our sustenance, our need to survive and to flourish. And we talk about our future, the things that we do not know, we need guidance, and protection. And it's all in the Lord's prayer. Protection, guidance, sustenance, and forgiveness. Go to the Lord Jesus Christ and He can listen to you. Anyway, He's our Father in Heaven. So, yung tanong mo kanina, uh, is there something for me naman? Uh, Okay, let's go to the second half. Be our provider, Lord. Give us this day our daily bread, or be our provider. Alam niyo, there are so many layers dun sa word the bread. When I studied this, uh, there are at least uh, five layers. Yung first layer, it's the physical bread. Talagang kailangan natin ng bread. So that's for our daily sustenance, physical sustenance. And another layer is everything necessary for functioning in the world and preservation of this life. This includes education. This includes business this includes uh your own work this includes family uh, your own set of values support system or yung weather yung climate transportation lahat ng necessary for you to to function in uh, in this world that's uh, another layer of the meaning ng bread and the third uh, layer is a uh, bread for living the kingdom life so madalas kasi when we pray we are uh, focused only on the first two in terms of your own bread your physical bread and your the things that we need. But we also need own kingdom living. And for the kingdom living, we need uh, wisdom, courage, strength, patience, holiness, and vision. But let me get back to you first, dun sa layer two everything necessary for functioning in the world or preservation of life. Ito yung sometimes we pray for a balanced diet. And when we pray for a balanced diet, that also implies that we need to pray for the weather patterns so that the crops planted by farmers would grow and could be harvested it also includes the farmers the, the strength and wisdom for the farmers so that they can plant uh, nurture and harvest the crops this prayer also includes uh young truckers so that they can uh, transport the produce from the farmland to the different uh, marketplaces. And then it it is also included in sprayer that the CEOs of big companies that uh, put our uh, our food products in the different uh, grocery stores. And therefore, it also includes the grocery clerks that put the products in the shelves so that we can see them and buy them. It also includes uh, our family members who cook them. So when we pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, it is the entire political economic system that we should be praying for. So notice, it is not about, Lord, give me. It is, Lord, give us. In a way, this will keep us from being self-centered when we pray this. It is about, merong uh, solidarity with the rest of the family of, uh, of God's kingdom, so the fourth petition, it's like a political economic prayer. We are asking the Father to sustain the whole process of economy of a certain area where we live. Kayanga, we are being encouraged that if we live in Quezon City, Lord, we pray for Quezon City that the traffic will, uh, will uh, be managed. Because every single day, how much money do we lose? How much time do we lose? How much anger, stress we experience mainly because of traffic. The fourth layer of bread, the definition of bread, is resources of the Holy Spirit. Our greatest resource, by the way, is the Spirit that lives in us. And what are the things that we can ask the Lord to give us, the Holy Spirit? Love, hope, and faith. If you are facing a very difficult, challenging situation, and you lack faith, go to the Spirit and ask Him, Lord, give me faith or give me love. If you do not love this person, Lord, give me love. So I can love this person because right now, each time I look at her or look at him, I experience hate. Teach me how to love him. And number five, another meaning of uh, bread is Jesus himself. In John 6, 35, whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Those are the five different layers of the meaning of bread in this prayer. Take notice that uh, pronouns are plural. It is not give me, not even give my family, not even give my church. Prayer in solidarity with all God's people. That is what should be the context of uh, how we pray this. Give us, Father, my family, but also my neighbor's family, especially the families in Tagaytay and Batangas, your bread of life right now. So lagging in solidarity. Uh-oh. So the, the us keep us socially aware. The us keeps us kingdom conscious and thank you Father for once again making your good earth work for being faithful to your children. Thank you for loving the world that you gave your only son, the bread of life, that whoever believes in him and partakes of him shall never perish and have everlasting life. And the fifth uh, petition, cancel our debts. Ito yung mahirap gawin, especially when uh, I'm sure each one of us uh, merong experience na we were wronged either by a friend or a firmer colleague sa workplace. Especially pag-friend mo ang gumawa ng kasalanan sa'yo, minsan parang ang hirap magpatawad. No? While it is very easy for us to ask for forgiveness, but to dispense forgiveness is more difficult. That is why in some st- 32 verse 5, it says, I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. I said, and I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And look what happened. You forgave the guilt of my sin. I'd like to invite you, maybe a minute, to a debt cancellation experience. And uh, ano lang, mga five steps. The first step is, think of a person that is very hard for you to forgive kung kang na parang kay forgive then I invite you to tell the father, our father, the name of that person. And then third, tell the father exactly what this person did to you. Be honest, be specific, be ruthless. Number four, tell the father what you want to see happen to this person in terms of punishment. Tell him kung anong punishment ang gusto mong ibigay sa kanya. Don't worry. Be honest. He already knows what is in your heart anyway, even if you do not articulate it. But right now, just tell him, Lord, ito talaga yung nasa puso ko about that person. Number five, now imagine Jesus on the hill, cross, and come to him, and then uh, the same process. Lord Jesus, this is a person that I'm having a hard time to forgive. And again, tell him what he did to you or she did to you. But this time, as an act of volition, instead of asking Jesus to render the punishment that you want to give to that person, ask Jesus, Lord, what you did to me, do this also to to this person. Grant him mercy, grant him your love, grant him your grace. Because me, I cannot do that. Only you can do that on my behalf. Be honest to the Lord about people, the, about the issue of forgiveness, and it will free you up. Come to the cross, to Jesus Himself, the epitome of forgiveness. And be honest to Him and say, Lord, hindi ko kaya talagang i-forgive dito. So do it. Only you can do it. Cancel our debts. All of it. Past debts, present, and even future, cancel my debts. Because only you can do that. And the last petition, rescue us from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yung merong Greek na word for test and temptation, it's called perasmus. Yung usage ng perasmus is it could be either a test or a temptation. So when you uh, utter the word perasmus, it could either be a test or a temptation. Halos distinction. The only distinction is the person giving the test. If the test comes from the Lord, it's a test. It's not a temptation. Pero kung ang nagbigay ang evil one, it's definitely a temptation. And another distinction is how you respond. To the test. If you do not exercise faith, you know, life is a series of tests a small tests, big tests. Sometimes, yung uh, many small tests daily will lead to a very big, challenging test in the future. And that is why we need to exercise, exercise our faith muscles on a daily basis. A small tests. And in small tests, we use our faith. A small faith. Progressively, our faith muscles will grow. So that when we are facing big challenges in life, we have a strong muscle of faith. Mm -hmm. So when we fail to use faith in any test, automatically it becomes temptation. So that's why, Lord, we pray, Lord, rescue me. Rescue us. Because the the evil one is so, so wily. His job description is to cast doubt, deceive you and to cast doubt. Anything that uh, clouds your mind, perhaps he's the author of that. Clarity, it's the Holy Spirit. We come to him and pray, Lord, rescue me, rescue us, rescue us from the evil one. And lead us not to the test. And allow us to experience faith and to trust you alone. Let me share some, uh, some of the conclusions. So, Jesus himself is the answer to the six petitions in this prayer. If we come to realize, I have come to realize that uh, in all the petitions, Jesus is the answer. Your name be hallowed, and Jesus shows up. The perfect manifestation of the Father's character. Your will be done, and Jesus shows up. The full embodiment of the reign of the Father. He reigns without rival. Your will be done, and Jesus shows up, living out the Father's good pleasures in all of his life. And number four, give us our daily bread. And Jesus shows up again as the bread of life. And number five, cancel our debts as we pray that. And you know, Jesus shows up and by His blood that was spilled on the cross, He erased, He deleted, He canceled all our debts, past, present, and future. And number six, rescue us. And Jesus shows up overcoming the tempter's scheme. So Jesus is the answer to all of this. And that is why he is, he is teaching us to pray this way. Our, the content of our prayer is basically focused on the things that matter to the heart of, of the Father. And Jesus can fulfill all these things. Let us ask the Lord to bring heaven down. Our Father, very close at hand, on the throne of the universe. Be hallowed your name on earth as it is in heaven. Come your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Be done your will on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day all we need to the people of your kingdom. Cancel our debts and you lead us to the test. Do not let the test become a temptation but rescue us from the twisting wiles of the evil one. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the Breadcom Kazan City podcast. If you have any prayer concerns, feel free to send us a message at facebook.com slash City, and join our worship service every Sunday, 4 p.m. at the 3rd floor, West Avenue Suites, West Avenue, Kazon City. theme music is provided for free by bensound.com.